You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be getting into my thoughts on the new score sheet, Score Sheets. Now, before we get into the episode, make sure you've headed over to Cheer and Gymnastics Gym Owners Facebook group if you are a gym owner and you've requested to join that group. If you are a coach and a owner or a coach owner or just a coach, head over to All-Star Cheer Coaches and Owners Facebook group and you have joined that. And if you are looking for our blogs or other great info or how to sign up for a call with Justin, head over to nextgenowners.com where you can do all of that. And as always, make sure you share this episode with someone you think would get something great out of it. We need this shared with more owners. The more people who see it, the more people who are listening to it, the better. All right, so holy moly, scoring has been a hot topic lately. Like it has been over the top. It's all I see posted, uh, whether it be talking about the scoring from an event that just happened or next season's scoring. And there are so many things going on uh, on the scoring side of the things of in cheer that it's honestly it can be dizzying at times. Like I, I can't even truly keep up. And I try, occasionally I forget to always be pragmatic with my approach and really think about the different angles and impacts of things as they come out. So here are my key thoughts on the new score sheet slash score sheets. Number one, we've made our bed and now we have to sleep in it. Number two, I don't hate the new United scoring changes. And number three, score sheets are not really about equity. All right, so number one, we made our bed, now we have to sleep in it. I say this because I've been in the cheer industry for a long time, and I coached back in the day when you had to literally change your score sheet from competition to competition. So if you went to a USA event, you had one score sheet. If you went to an NCA event, you had another score sheet. If you went to a jams event, you had another score sheet and so on and so on and so on. Every single event had their own score sheet. And so you had to learn and modify your routine based off every single event you went to, to meet what their score sheet expectations were. And we went away from that. Uh, whether you like it or hate it, uh, with varsity buying as many competitions as they as they did, uh, they became kind of unified and they started doing one score sheet amongst their competitions. Uh, and then we always had kind of its own world score sheet. And so we, we, for a while had kind of varsity and worlds, and then some IEPs had their own score sheet as well. And then this last year we had the United scoring system. We had the open scoring system, and then we had USASF worlds score sheet. And then at the end of this year, USASF released their score sheet across all levels, which really mirrors the world score sheet. And then United Scoring System put out some updates. And then I, I don't know if Open has put out their updates yet, but I'm sure they will if they, they have it. But on top of that, there's other um, events creating their own score sheets. And what I say by we made our bed, now we have to sleep in it, is we did. We are the ones that went out there and said, we want more options. We want uh, not varsity options. We want not open options. We want all these different things. And, and we keep kind of 
gallivanting around and stomping our feet and saying, we want this to be changed. Well, when you ask for change, people are going to create change, which means they're going to create something different, which means we have asked for there to be lots of different options. And I, I'm not trying to point fingers at anyone, but like we are literally getting what we as an industry have asked for. Now, I do think that we haven't asked for bad scoring systems, but I think we overly simplify. We say, well, gosh, this should be easy. Well, you know what? If it was easy to get a perfect scoring system to determine the correct winner all the time, uh, then we would have it by now. It's just I don't think it's easy. I don't think anyone goes into these scoring plans with like some evil intention of like, ha 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 ha. How can I make it so this one gym wins every event? I just don't think that that's really the intention behind it. I think they're going in with trying to create a fair and strong scoring system that they can back up with facts and evidence and clear and consistent rules. Now, are those rules clear? consistently followed. No, not always, right? You you have human error. You have all sorts of factors in this. So to say, well, the solution's easy, I don't know that it is. Until uh, we have some sort of artificial intelligence that is judging routines, uh, I just don't think we're going to take out the subjectivity. And then you're just going to use the artificial intelligence to choreograph your routines, and then the artificial intelligence will judge it, and it will really come down to just who executes better. And we'll get into a much more compulsory uh, approach, which I think everyone in the cheer industry, for the most part, is against. So when I when I say we've made our bed, now we have to sleep in it, we just kind of have. We've demanded change, and with the demand of change, uh, there is going to be that. We're going to get change. We're going to get differences. Um, I have been a vocal opponent of things in the United Scoring System this year, and if you dislike something and you're asking someone to change it, then don't be shocked when they do change it or they do make changes and say, well, I don't want any changes yet. Let us figure this one out first. I mean, when is a good time to change? After you figured everything out or when you feel you've got it right um, it, or change until you feel you've got it right? So I, I don't have the ultimate answer. I just am a little bit I think that people are doing their best. Do I think that the the score sheet is perfect right now? No, I'm. There are things about the United Scoring System. That's what I've competed on all year. Just to be clear, um, that I want to see changed. Absolutely. Do I think it has problems? Absolutely. And so I want them to make changes to it. Now, getting into why I don't hate the United Scoring changes. There are some things I don't like. I actually don't love that they made tumbling easier. I think that they needed to keep tumbling hard. Um, I also didn't love when I, I liked and disliked that they said, this is what you need to do to max out your difficulty score. What I don't love is that when they did that, they made it too achievable. And we as an industry, and I've talked about this on other episodes, we immediately freaked out and said, okay, well, how do I make it so I can max out difficulty? I have to max out. Now that I know the answer, now that I've I know the solution to the problem. I have to be maxing out because otherwise I'm going to lose. And that is not necessarily untrue. You do pretty much need to be maxing out your difficulty ranges. Um, now, I don't hate the scoring changes because I know that it makes stunting harder. I know that it makes stunting harder, especially if you have less athletes on the floor. I actually don't have a major problem with that. I don't have a major problem with it for two reasons. Number one is it is 
easier to clean a routine of 12 than it is to clean a routine of 22. So while you may lose a little bit in the difficulty range, uh, or you may not be able to build as many groups to hit that, to get that extra 10th or two on the difficulty side, you should be able to make up for that on the execution side versus a team of 22 is going to have a much harder time cleaning their routine uh, because they have 22 people on the mat and they have four groups in the air. And so it, it is a little bit harder to do. I also appreciate it because I'm someone who has a large team. So I'm looking at it from a perspective. I do have small teams and I have a large team and I see it from both sides. But having competed a large team, a medium team of 30 all year long, it is. It sometimes does feel unfair to have a much higher expectation because you have 30 people on the floor. You have to do a bunch more stunts, a bunch more tumbling, and then have a team with 23 that uh, totally smart strategy. Um, I credit where credit is due. That is what this year's score sheet has rewarded. And so I was on the train of like, I'm not taking 30 next year. I'm doing 23 because then I can build four stunt groups for the bulk of my routine. One stunt with five groups versus seven stunt groups and six. This is way, way smarter. Um, so I'm going to go less. Well, is it wrong for the industry profession, for the industry to say, we don't want to encourage that. We don't want to encourage micro teams because micro teams are not as profitable for the gyms. They're not as profitable for the competitions. They're not as profitable really for anyone. Um, and so we're going to set things up for what we are hoping people push towards, which is larger teams. Now, I totally get from the micro gym perspective, you're like, well, that hoses me because I don't have that many kids. Um, or I can't build that team because I only have 12 level twos, or I only have 12 level threes or eight, right? That may be your circumstance. And I'm not trying to downplay that. But at the same time, there is a valid point in saying we need to to, for the sport to grow, we need to be pushing for larger sized teams. And I truly believe that is accurate. I understand how a competition would way rather see teams of 30 than teams of eight, because your team of eight, which nothing wrong with them, they do pay that they pay the same price, but they don't pay the same amount. So my team of 30 pays the same price per athlete but 30 people get use the same amount of space as eight people do. It's the same amount of time in the schedule. So if teams were larger, days would be shorter. Judges could be paid less. Judges wouldn't have to work from eight to 11. A whole bunch of different factors go into that. So I don't think it is a uh, unfair thing for competitions to say we want to incentivize people having larger teams like that is a valid approach now do I think it is fair do I think it is uh, the the perfect scenario no I don't think it's the perfect scenario for micro gyms I do think it creates challenges but I want you to be I'm just giving you my personal opinion which is I don't I don't hate the scoring changes and I also understand that they lowered the tumbling expectations to make it so you can put some of those kids who don't have the tumbling on teams so they can stunt. So you can have kids who are stunters on the team and aren't negatively impacting your scoring because they lowered the scoring expectations. My last point is that score sheets are not about equity. Uh, and equity means everyone is on, a, on the same 
the same level. Everyone has the same opportunity or the, the everyone is set up to be successful. And Everyone has should have the same opportunity to be successful. They should know what success looks like, but it shouldn't be that every single team has the ability to max max out the score sheet. I just don't think that they should. There should be a way for great teams to distinguish themselves as the better team. That is what competition is. It it should not just be across the board. Anyone can max out the score sheet uh, because that's not. That's not what it's built for. And then it's going to be even worse because it truly does come down to does the performance judge and the choreography, like the overall impression or the routine composition and the performance are what determine who wins, which means do you have the money to hire the best choreographer? Do you have a great in-house choreographer? That's going to be what decides who wins and who doesn't if we continue to go down this path where everyone maxes out. And then your subjective execution score, which like, well, I don't, that didn't look quite as good or a little thing was off. I just don't think that it leads us down a good path. And score sheets are not about equity. You should have uh, equal opportunity, not equal outcomes. Not everyone is going to win. So it can't be this position of like a, a fair playing field means the, the playing field is level for everyone. Everyone starts out with the, with the score sheet that allows them they understand the score sheet. Then you get to set what level and what category you compete in and all of those things to set yourself up for the most success. Not, well, I want to have a level three team, so the score sheet needs to make it so I can be successful at level three. That just That's just not what score sheets are designed to do. I understand your desire to potentially do that, but go back to some of my episodes where I've talked about you can accomplish three things in all-star cheer, or there's three things you can accomplish in all-star cheer. You can have fun, you can be competitively successful, and you can push for skills that you haven't mastered, but you can only ever accomplish two of the three, right? And that that's just true. But if we cr- keep pushing the score sheet to this, like everyone can achieve a perfect score, then that's not that that kind of doesn't jive with the three um, and it's going to make it nearly impossible to determine who wins. And then everyone feels they win and we're just, we're further diluting the sport. Um, So it's just like a football team. Everyone has the same rules. Everyone can build the same team, but some teams have bigger boys or some teams have faster receivers or a better quarterback and that, or a better play caller or a better defensive coordinator, like all those things factor in to how teams place. So it is score sheets are not about equity. Uh, they're about everyone having the, uh, a playing field that is fair. And right now, if we continue to push down the, it's all on performance and subjective opinion and on whether or not you have a good choreographer, um, that actually is the least, uh, you have the least ability for there to be equality because whoever has the most money can hire the best choreographers and has the best relationships with the best choreographers. And so it starts to become more and more and more about who you know and what you know and how much money you make versus, hey, a great team that maybe doesn't have the best choreographer in the world, but man, those kids are talented and they're hardworking and they're super clean and they have all the skills and they can like set themselves apart with difficulty and execution, then they can make up for maybe that they don't have the most creative routines. So you gotta have room in the score sheet to us to set yourself apart. And right now, the further we go down this path, the the less ability we have to set ourselves apart, which is actually where the USS USASF score sheet started to go is you see on the world score sheet, there's massive differences between teams because 
they have those wide spreads. Now, when you have those wide spreads, you don't have the ability to say, well, what exactly do I need to do to maximize my stunt difficulty? They don't tell you that because it's subjective um, or it's it's comparative to other teams. Well, based off the other teams in your division, you are not as difficult. Um, this is why I say it's not an easy solution. It's not super simple. Like I wish it was, but it's not. Understanding score sheets is really, really hard. And I have coaches in my gym and other other programs that often are um, kind of dismissive towards me and they go, well, I just don't know the score sheet as well as you, or you just understand the score sheet better. And look, it's not because I'm a genius at all. I'm really not that smart. Um, it's just because I look at the score sheet all the time. I literally look at the score sheet almost every week when a new score sheet comes out. I look at it probably every day over the course of a month. I'm reading over it. I'm looking for details. I'm analyzing it. I'm assessing it. I'm thinking about how it applies to my teams. And I look at it all the time. I'm frequently going back to it and consulting it. And I'm never trusting my knowledge is right. I'm always going back and double checking. I do the same thing with rules. And there are some things I've been doing long enough that I know are legal and I know are not, but I still go back and double check all the time. I go back and double check my numbers. Do I have enough people jumping? Do I have enough people tumbling? I count. I do all of those things to set myself up for success. A score sheet should never crush your business though. Like I hear this all the time. If this new score sheet comes out, it's going to kill micro gyms. It's going to crush us. It's going to kill us. A score sheet should never crush your business. If your business is set up to succeed or fail based off of the whims of outside entities, you have no control over when they change it. Like you have no control. So if you have no control, then you need to make a change. Insulate yourself. Get yourself up, set up to not be crushed by a score sheet, whether that be diversification, whether that be getting on a score sheet that you don't think is going to change, like make adjustments within your business. So no score sheet coming out is going to crush you and it's going to make it so you cannot, you're going to go out of business. Okay. Like you've got to set yourself up for success. And I would just say, take a deep breath because it's, it's, it's not going to be that. All right, so leaving this episode, I want you to take a couple approaches. I just said one. Number one, take a deep breath and realize it will all be okay. I'm old enough to remember when people said that the music changes would crush the industry and end creativity, and that's not true at all. Or when other changes came out and people said it was going to ruin us all and it was going to kill the industry. Y'all, we survived COVID. If COVID didn't crush our industry, then a score sheet is not going to crush us. They're just going to be frustrating. They're in adding challenges. They're adding struggle. And you know what? Life's really boring without struggle. So as much as I don't love all the changes and there are things that I'm not happy about with the score sheet, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to adjust. Man, if COVID taught me anything, it is how to pivot and how to adjust and how to reframe. So don't let the score sheet tear you down. Just learn it, get better at it, and evolve, right? Number two, determine what score sheet you want to be on and let that determine your competition schedule and build your teams accordingly. Like it's okay to say, you know what? We're competing United scoring system and we're only going to events that use the United scoring system. Or we're competing open and we're gonna make all our routines for the open score sheet and we know that the open score sheet has a slightly higher expectation of, of stunts than the United score sheet so we should be fine crossing to over. I wouldn't totally do that though. You gotta make sure you're ready for both. But like look at what is best for your program and then build your teams accordingly. And then lastly, look at what you could do if you did 
Level some kids down to build a larger team. Now, maybe you don't do it, but look at the option. And I'm just going to pitch this for two seconds, and then I'm going to hop off this episode because I don't want to soapbox too much. And I know this is probably one of my episodes where people are more frustrated with me. But there are lots of gyms out there that have level three kids on level one teams. There are teams out there that have level six kids on level three teams. You can do that. It's not the wrong thing to do. If that's what's right for your business and that allows you to build a larger team, then do it. Now, I understand I, you can sit there and go, well, I can't do that because my ages are so different. I've got eight youth kids, nine junior only kids, uh, and three senior only kids. So I got to build something with that. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. That is a really hard situation to be in. But again, build the largest teams you can. Like, look at what that looks like for you. Build the largest teams you can, and not at the highest level, but at the level they're going to be successful. You know, I've worked with gyms. I have a good friend of mine. When I, the first time I worked with her gym, I came in and they had like, I think they had 45 ish kids, maybe 50, and they had six teams. And I was like, why do you have so many teams? I have six teams and I have 125 kids. And it, making that change made their business so much more profitable. I want to thank you all for listening to the episode. As always, share it with someone who would get something out of it. If you're looking for another great podcast, make sure you check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. Always great content. And with that, we will catch you on the next one. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click